Hey there, thoughtful listener. This is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. I'm so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. We're also actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast, the one you're listening to. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now let's get on with the show. With us right now, it's Andy Cagnetta. Andy, you are the CEO of Trans World Business Advisors. You're found on the web at tworld.com. Andy, thank you for joining us. So happy to be here, Josh. Yeah, give us an overview of what Trans World does. You know, Trans World basically helps buyers and sellers enjoy the American dream. So we help people sell their business. And we help buyers buy businesses. And it could be franchises, it could be M&A, it could be uh, small uh, mom and pop businesses, but we really cover the gamut. And and so what when we're talking about, um, you know, businesses, obviously, that's a that's a very broad term. Uh, Is there, you know, what, what would be kind of within that world? You know, typical size is under the investment banking world. So probably like, say, $20 million less in enterprise value. So you're looking at businesses that have, a, you know, basically zero to $5 million of EBITDA. Uh, so that's our typical size business running around anywhere from, you know, say a million dollars average up to about $5 million usually. Great. All right. So what does Transworld provide that? doesn't exist or or what does tra- how does Transworld do what they do better than maybe other brokers that are out there? Yeah, well, number one, we have a large network. So we have 700 people on the ground. We have 250 offices worldwide, including overseas, uh, including Canada, UK. And what we're able to do is create competition for the deal. We have hundreds of thousands of buyers in our database. And what we're able to do is give the seller the best exposure to the marketplace, i.e. confidentially, uh, but we go out to the marketplace and try to find the best buyer at the best price. Uh, and, and a good price for the buyers is too, to do, you know, do good deals for good people, as we say. Yeah. Um, and so how does it work? Well, we usually sit down with sellers and hopefully we get to get this with sellers maybe a couple of years before they want to sell, but that's not often the case. But we sit down with the sellers, we'll look at their financials, we'll give them an idea of what they want to, you know, what we think it'll sell for in the marketplace. We get an idea of what their expectations are in the marketplace. And then if those expectations are close, we will sign up the business and then go through the process of marketing it out there in the in, internet and throughout our databases, uh, look for strategic buyers. And then we bring those buyers together, have some meetings, hopefully have some competing offers and give something the seller to choose from and help then close the deal. And where did this come from? I mean, like, did did you, did you're also, are you also the founder or did you step in at some point? You know, I, I'm not the founder because uh, I was, I grew up in the Northeast, if you couldn't hear it in my voice yet. And I <laughs> moved down here to South Florida because my wife grew up down here. And I had bought and sold a business in Hartford, Connecticut, a small mm. little business. And in the process of doing that, I did it all by myself. 
and didn't even know brokers existed until I came down here to Florida. And I said, well, that was a good experience buying and selling something. And I had started some other businesses too that were more difficult to you know, kind of get ramped up. So I wanted to buy something again. So I ran into a bunch of business brokers, one of them being Transworld. And they invited me to join the team because I was so unsure of Florida and what I thought Florida was a bunch of old people. I know you're from Florida too. And mm-hmm. I, I, I kid, it's, it is a bunch of old people, but you know, it's a dynamic marketplace. And I didn't know it was 27 years ago. So they asked me to join the firm. I joined the firm. And then two years later, the owners wanted to retire and I bought the company. And we had one office here in Fort Lauderdale. We built it to the 10 offices we own and operate now in Florida. And then 12 years ago, we franchised. And now we have 250 offices across the world with wow. our partners, United Franchise Group. And it's been a great run. Wow. That's very cool. Yeah. It's All right. Fun. So um, if, if, if let's say that someone is maybe not quite at the, they're, they're not quite ready to sell their business, but they know they want to do that maybe in three to five years or or maybe even three to 10 years, like it is, it's definitely in the cards. Um, do you, I mean, do you get much into, well, let's, let's you know, maybe just kind of helping them or providing best practices and things that they should be considering today if they're planning an exit down the road? Yeah, absolutely. We would love to meet with them, sit down with their CPA, sit down with their investment advisor, sit down with their team, whoever it is. And give them some guidance because businesses sell based on their financials. I mean, you know, there are some other things that, but really, what really matters is their current PL and what they're throwing off as far as earnings, uh, whether that we talk about EBITDA or we talk about seller's discretionary cash flow, whatever it is. But if we can have them grow over the next few years and that earnings, stream does grow and we clean things up in their business like they they don't have too much inventory or they don't have a customer concentration issue or they don't have underpaid or or overpaid family members in the business if we could clean all that up and get rid of all the impediments to closing a good deal that would be highly you know that'd be great yeah for sure um in the um who can I ask you? Like, who's the type of person that uh, that is browsing the buy a business? Are they primarily, you know, are are they people that like look? I'm working a corporate job. I want an exit. That's a great path. Are they just investors who are looking for a great deal? Like, what what type of people buy businesses using um, using Transworld? About ninety-five percent of them are operators, so they wow. might be immigrate. You know, they might be immigrating from another uh, from another country. Certainly, mm-hmm. do a lot of visa work where people with E two and L one visas. We do a lot of people immigrating from other areas of the world. You know, they might be relocating from the northeast down to the south, or from or from the uh, from the west, and they're going to Idaho. There's all kinds of movement in the in the country these days. Plus. Baby boomers have to retire. The, the baby boomers that own businesses, $12 trillion worth of private equity is going to change hands. And so there are a lot of millennials and Gen Xers that have decided, hey, I'm done with uh, you know working for someone else. I want to buy my own business. And they are. Yes, we have a lot of private equity and family offices that invest in businesses, but Usually the people that are coming to us already own something like a private equity group already owns something and they're adding to it. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Uh, so that's really interesting. I was just pulling this up on your website. Um, do, can you tell me maybe a little bit more about the E2 uh, in, investor visa, how that works? Yeah. So if, if they're from a treaty country, which is a whole lot of countries, there's very few countries that aren't treaty, one of them you know, being Venezuela and some other countries that are not uh, treaty countries, but most of them are. And if you can move here to the United States, uh, buy a business, a significant amount of money, which we could argue all day whether or not that's 50000 or or 100000 and help employ people or have a plan to employ people, and you could get an E2 visa, which allows you to own and operate that business here for a certain period of time, and then it has to be renewed. That's the E2 visa. The L1 visa is you have another business overseas and you want to open up a branch of it here in the United States, it's a little bit better path to citizenship. But both, you know, things get people who are looking to live the American dream. And, you know, we get so many people from other countries and you could see it overseas now with all kinds of strife and they want to live in a better place and raise their family. Wow. Uh, when you say office locations, right, and there are a lot of them, as I pull up your uh, your, your Transworld office, let's get, what, what is what is an office, and and do you need to work through an office, or is this something that could do a little bit more virtual if you want to work with uh, a, a consultant? Yeah, I mean, you know, we always encourage sellers to work with our local offices. It's always mm-hmm. eventually nice to be able to see the person in 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 see the person in person. And then, uh, you know, when buyers come in to eventually look through the business, we want someone local. I mean, you can certainly call us and we work virtually as well, but uh, having boots on the ground in certain cities, uh, in most cities in the United States, it's a, it's a big advantage to us. And again, we've uh, worked with a lot of big companies uh, and we always encourage them you know, it's great to have someone local because people are going to fly in and eventually look at your business and you want someone present at those meetings. Yeah. Um, so what uh, is Transworld just big enough that um, like everybody finds you or at this point, do you still or is it the work of the individual offices like they need to be out kind of finding new business? Where does well, I'm just curious where new business comes from for Transworld? You know, we get a lot of referrals, CPAs, uh, investment bankers, uh, you know, uh, lawyers, accountants. Yeah, CPAs, I already said that. But uh, it is the it is the local office's job to go out there and become a trusted advisor in their community. It's incredible that business owners, many business owners, still don't know what a business broker is or does. And so we are still in the education phase. And that's why we do things like write books and have a podcast and come on podcasts to try to educate the world that business brokerage is an industry. We are there to help them uh, transact and get deals done. Yeah. And then um, I would imagine that, you know, as long as uh, Transworld has been doing what you do, uh, that that you've seen some interesting evolutions take place over the past, you know, particularly maybe even five, 10 years. Um, and what have been some of those, uh, maybe, maybe it's newer innovations, maybe it's just trends that you've seen because you, again, 27 years, you've seen a lot of stuff. It's a different world today than it was, uh, you know, 20, Five years ago. Yeah. When, when when we first started, we were advertising in the newspaper for, for buyers. <laughs> so sure. it was a very local business, uh, you know, and the only way we got to 
get people from outside the area to buy a business was hopefully they were subscribing to the local paper or they were traveling here. You know, with the internet and with portals like Biz by Sell and things like that, people from around the world are now have the opportunity to shop for a business. So that's what I've been seeing over the, even the last five years, uh, and more databases on what businesses sell for. So what we're seeing is the shrinking of the gap between what people list their businesses for and what they sell for, because the, the public is smart. I mean, they can actually compare uh, deals out there. So that's one thing. And of course, you know, Zoom and all those kind of things are going to open up the world to uh, people being able to buy businesses and roll up businesses. I do think that there will be more gig economy businesses being sold oh. where somebody may have a graphics arts business that they're just at home and they're on, you know, they're on Fiverr or they're on Upwork and they and they're able to sell that practice. And we're seeing more and more of that online businesses being sold. Uh, so it's a dynamic marketplace that is moving very fast. And I do believe in the future, we're going to see more of that kind of consolidate people being able to crowdfund perhaps for equity to buy businesses that became legal, but it still really isn't in practice yet. I think, you know, you're seeing things like cryptocurrency come in and break the norms. I think a lot of norms are going to be broken in the future to make it mm. a a more freely traded marketplace for buying and selling businesses. And I think people are going to be interested in those alternative investments instead of just, you know, say the old fashioned stock market or even more riskier businesses, a cryptocurrency. What's better than investing in yourself and being able to build a business? You know, I'm thinking about the business owner and, and I've you know, I've heard about this persona and I'm sure this is, you're well familiar with this dynamic where, you know, someone's been a business, they have no exit plan. They really just haven't been planning they, for it. And, you know, they, they kind of wait till there's, you know, they're maybe a couple of years away from retirement. You know, I think of, um, you know, one particular service-based business owner that I know, you know, it's unfortunate because he has a huge book of business. He's it's a profitable company, but he doesn't really have anyone to hand the reins over to. So it's like ultimately he's just gonna let it wither and you know, just keep turning down business, keep turning down business because he doesn't want to work, you know, in terms of you know where he's at, you know, in his life. Um, but you know, what do, what do you do? So I, I, I'm curious about someone like that, if it would be appropriate for them to reach out and, and engage. Yeah, they should sell now. I mean, if they're starting to wind it down, that is going to be, you know, detrimental to their price because everybody's looking to the future, right? So if their price is coming down, everybody's going to draw the line down into the ground that people are going to be not pay a lot for that business. Um, you know, the, the other side is, is as it's going up, that's when the time to sell is, you know, I just sold my father-in-law's uh, medical practice and he, all he wanted was to continue to work. He loved the practice. Mm -hmm. He just didn't like running the business anymore. And so we found them a perfect buyer where, you know, it was another medical practice came in, bought, bought his practice and he's happy. He gets to go to work every day doesn't have to worry about hiring and firing employees, doesn't have to work, worry about the billing, doesn't have to worry about uh, you know, buying insurance or insurance issues. He just goes to work. And we could do that for a lot of owners. Yeah. Is it, um, you know, does, does someone end up giving up a, a lot of equity to a broker or is that, is that process expensive? 
not equity, but is it, I'm just wondering if they're like, well, uh, should I find a buyer on my own or is it worth, is there a great ROI from just partnering uh, with Transworld to get that done? You're going to sell for more money. So so first of all, there, there's two things that why you don't want to do this yourself. Number one, you don't want to perform heart surgery on yourself, right? It's mm-hmm. just bad practice. We always say, if you have one buyer, the buyer has you. So going through a process with one buyer, say it's a private equity group or say it's a, if they're if they're a professional buyer, they're going to retrade that business before the closing happens and you're not going to know what to do. Number two is the most important thing you have to do during the sale process is continue to run your business. Mm. A business the business sale process is very complicated, very time consuming. And if you take your eye off the ball, the SBA lenders, anybody who's lending money for these businesses will ask for the last month, right before the closing, hey, can you give us the last 30 days PL? And if you haven't been paying attention, if you haven't been buying inventory, if you haven't been on top of your sales, um, they will retrade that business and you will lose all kinds of money. So that's why it's just good to have us. And all the things that could go wrong during a business, the landlord issues, the banking issues, the uh, uh, buyer issues, uh, aggressive attorneys, uh, CPAs deciding that they don't like valuations, all those things we can battle against. And usually the business owner can't. I love it. All right. So uh, trans or tworld.com. When somebody goes there, what should they do? What do they click on? What do they, how do they start that engagement process? Yeah. If they're a seller, you know, they could just put in that they want to talk to us and it's confidential. We're happy to talk to them. If they want to franchise their businesses, which is something else we do, we'll help them franchise their business. And and if they want to buy a business, we have a, a thing called the buyer match where if they sign up, they're going to get notified because the buyer world right now is very competitive. It's much like buying a house. There's there's a lot more buyers than there are sellers. So uh, buyers have to be ready to move. They have to understand the multiples because they're going to have to be aggressive when buying a business. So they need to sign up for that buyer match so they get notified. As soon as a good business comes up for sale, they need to move. Wow. That's very, very cool. Well, I am so grateful that, Andy, that we've connected. Again, Andy Cagnetta, you're the, the Cagnetta, you're the CEO of Transworld Business Advisors on the web at tworld.com. Andy, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Josh. Here to help. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, we have an audience of over 120,000 that we would love to promote your story to. Please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. I'm also so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. 
Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. What do you win? Well, we will promote you and retweet you and re-share you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans totally free. Can you also hook us up in your podcast player right now? Please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review, and we promise to read it all and take action. Thank you if you've done this already. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, please hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 to 20 minutes a day. My name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the thoughtful entrepreneur movement. Thank you.